Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Alex Thieves, and you have just joined me on another wonderful Wednesday where I bring in a guest to make this podcast a little bit more specific and a little bit more sophisticated and to clear up any cobwebs we have about specific topics. To add a little bit more credibility to the show, today I am joined with my good friend, Jason Byers, somebody who has actually defied the rules of you know, society, as, as we call it, you know, the classic idea that we have to go to college to make our life work. And Jason, you know, went to college and he ended up dropping out of college to pursue a career investing in the stock market. And he is now creating a course to help kids also understand and be financially literate with that and being able to be skilled. And, and Jason also leads a mindset mastery group. I am a part of it. And, and each week we come together and we actually meet Monday and, and we just talk and share ideas and try to grow with our mindset. And so today we spend time talking about mastering your mindset. Number one, mastering yourself and understanding that it is okay to actually push out and push away from social norms to pursue what you love to do. And we do spend time talking about the stock market. How do we even get started in the stock market? What's the purpose of it? And what does it really provide you as an opportunity and how you can get involved today, like today, today? If this does interest you, then please stick around to the end of the podcast. Jason and I go really in depth with a lot of different things. And I think that a lot of you would get a lot of information out of this. So with that said and done, I will see you all in the next episode. Let's rock and roll. So for those of you that don't know, Jason is somebody that is extremely ambitious with everything he does. And honestly, like I have a lot of questions to ask you about just how you, you have run your life as like you, you don't chase after mediocrity you do the exact opposite and i think that society right now is like the younger generation is kind of pushing towards that a lot um it's something that we've always wanted a bunch of leisure time but we don't necessarily know how to get there and and you're somebody that's very ambitious in wanting to do that so what has really motivated you to kind of like escape mediocrity and kind of push towards like a extraneous lifestyle um so the first thing is i had i had experience to actually obviously um see what it was like growing up um i uh growing up my dad was deployed in the army a lot my mom was a stay-at-home mom and then uh, when they split up finances got even harder because now it's two separate households Mm -hmm. with two separate sets of bills Um, my my parents gave me everything they had and um, were super supportive but i knew that that was not the lifestyle i wanted to live uh, very quickly not just to say you know to buy fancy cars because i you know i'm I'm a big car enthusiast, or to, to buy big homes. It was uh, the more of the sense of, um, I think, anxiety that came with paying, just living bill to bill, and not really having a chance to do what you truly want out of life, and to, and to realize that you actually you only get one shot at it, and to to live a life. For me, it's not so much mediocrity money wise; it's it's mindset wise, and a lot of it, Alex. Um, it's just doing what I love and, and helping others um, live life to the best of their abilities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so it's not, a lot of people think it's it's about the money, and, and money, how it eases, but it's that's just one so, such small snip of actually truly living free. Yeah. So what would be your definition of success then? A lot of people get it confused with having some monetary accumulation, but they don't necessarily know what it is. What, what is your so vision of success? So the, the definition of success you have to ask, I personally believe you have to ask yourself that because it, it varies from, from person to person. You could say, um, you know, I want more money. You know, I obviously have nothing against money. I love making money, but 
If that you have to really ask yourself, what does success mean to you? Um, for me, it's it's being spiritually sound. It's having real positive, healthy, energetic relationships. It's doing what I want when I want with the people I want, and um, just having freedom that's what I think success is a lot of people just look at the money because it's tangible you can't really um, hold on to how healthy my relationships are while you can see I'm, I'm getting married in two months um, that's one thing but to, to act, it's money is something that people just grasp onto and they think it just it cures everything and um, there's a lot of very wealthy depressed people man yeah absolutely so, so what um, what has been your like biggest like influence in, in trying to pursue like a, a new spiritual life and really becoming this new person and just optimizing your body in every possible way so um, there's a there's a few areas to go from that um, body optimization fitness um, is always comes from uh, my friends but also uh, a fear of um, having a not so great family history of, of health when it comes to that, when you want to break the lineage of something like um, finance, you want to be the first millionaire in your family. You want to be the first this in your family. You want to be one of the first men in your family to, to live past 60 in a very healthy way. A lot of it comes from realizing that um, I want to, I, I want better for me, I want better for my family. Yeah. But what pushes me in the gym each and every day, I'd have to say my friends. I mean, I'm a super competitive kid. Um, and if it was just me working out by myself, I can't honestly tell you that I would push myself as hard as I would if it wasn't, um, for, for instance, my, my buddy Colby Stewart, I've been working out with him. He's the one that actually got me into it uh, since I think it was eighth grade. Yeah. And I looked up to my, my, I have a cousin, Corey, who's a bodybuilder, okay. which um, I always thought, obviously I'm way out of his lead. So if I could tag along with Colby, um, I could, and I, I've stuck with it. and. So I, I think a lot of props goes to him because each and every day um, he still pushes me to get one extra rep. Actually, yesterday we just we go back and forth a lot. I maxed out on bench and and um, I got it and he didn't get it. But the month prior he got it and I didn't get it. So it was it was the night work. It was making making sure to do your hundred push-ups like we yeah. talk about every night. It's it's all the little stuff. It's eating, making sure you you don't you don't have the extra cheat day you don't really need. And um, you know my my friends push me. That's yeah, but as far as, as the spiritual sense, um, I I just felt a strong urge that um, obviously everyone's here, everyone has a purpose in life. I'm not gonna say no one has a purpose in life. Everyone, there's a purpose for every single person and thing on this life. Um, but I just felt like there was something I was much, I was born for something much much greater. Yeah, and. and and that mean, I mean that in, in as selfish as I can. I, I seriously think I was put in this to serve, to lead, um, to put in this planet to, to assist people. And I take that very, very personally. And I, a lot of people prophesied that over me. Apologies. Um, but I, I just think um, I take it personally when, when I, I, I really want to help someone. So yeah. that's... Right. Yeah, so this podcast, I don't know if you're very familiar with it, but it's a lot about trying to help people that feel lost, that don't really feel like they really know where they're going or feel like they know what success really is. Um, and, and, like, even if they kind of have an idea of where they want to go, like, 
what types of steps can people start taking like today and, and to, tr to really figure out not necessarily what their purpose is right away but kind of figure out where they want to go in life because they don't necessarily know where they want to go or how to get there yeah I mean that is uh, you see uh, for those of you guys who don't know I, I run a mindset mastery group and Alex actually just joined he's been killing it he's uh He's our he's our photographer and he's and he it's funny we actually read we read books and he's read like half the damn books we, <laughs> we sorry for excuse my language but um and to but I the reason I bring that up is because there's so many kids just in that small um, group that just genu genuinely don't know um, what they want to do with their lives exactly and so to to wake up and say um, you know this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, it's it's very much unheard of. I just um, I was lucky enough to know that this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm good at. Business is what I'm good at. Uh, helping people is what I'm good at. But to to start somewhere, if you're a kid at home listening to this and you're just like, I just need to start. I, I don't know where where to start or how to start. I just I know I need to change in my life. Um, that that means that you've you're done living the life you you have because you you wouldn't want to change it if you're comfortable with where you're at exactly yeah. and so um what i encourage each and every one of your uh audience uh, kids listening to this is start with the small things um people think you know having a billionaire morning routine is going to make them a billionaire that's not what's going to make it well it, it might help set up the rest of your day for success that's what you do with the other 18 hours exactly yeah. that really sets yourself up so start with the little things Get an accountability partner, friends. You're, I mean, we're accountability partners. We run, we have an app called Habit Share. I love that app um, that we just started. Find a group of like-minded individuals that really, actually want better for their lives, not, not half-assing it. Um, that I've hit rock bottom and realized this is, you know, this is not what I want out of life. Um, I've there's generations upon generations of my family that have worked paycheck to paycheck and have hated, maybe just absolutely hated their jobs and you've seen that um, because they bring it home after work into the family sense and you know you want something better um, then then do better so what I mean by that is you, you need to find kids that are willing to make a change seriously willing to make a change um, and also find a mentor find someone who's done it who is successful who is uh, successful in your eyes whatever they might might be it doesn't have to be money but whatever you want to be like find someone who's already done it and then mentor them it's very hard you're going to, have to stick your nose out there but i mean do it so first of all find a group second of all i say find a mentor um and if you read if you read a lot of books uh one i suggest and i know you've read it think and grow rich it talks about how money actually is attracted to you once you finally they call it the secret i'm not going to reveal what the secret is but once you better yourself as a human being in general, not just success for money, but you know, in bettering yourself for relationships, whatever it may be, once you start bettering yourself, the money does start to attract to you, and the people that you really want to have in your life start to attract to that. So if you if you have a lot of, I mean, I'm going to speak right to a lot of you guys because I know this was me um, in, in high school. Um, you know the the friends that you you hang out with that that they don't bring the best out in you they oh, yeah. um they do obviously not not the best things they're not in it to better themselves um they're just looking to next time to have a few drinks maybe smoke some weed 
at, you know, you know what I mean? The, yeah, that friend group yeah. gossip too much. Whatever that friend group is, I'm not saying you have to just completely leave them because you want to encourage them. But ne- there needs to be a point in time where you go underground, where you work in the dark, where not a lot of people are actually working, and just put in the dirty work um, and find the people that generally want more. Uh, I point I could point the top your five friends out, and then I could tell you what your bank account probably looks like and where you're at uh, mentally, um, spiritually. I I just you are the average, and so is your bank yeah, account. The that. five people, and, and how true is that? And so I I think first you need to find some real friends. That obviously they're not going to be the ones that you're going to want to, you know, maybe play video games with or whatever um, you're going to want to do with. But as long as they are hungry and want truly want better for their lives, those are the people you need to be spending majority, not minority, majority of your time with. And that's what we've done in the Mindset Mastery group. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Um, I think that, like, when you hit rock bottom and you are really realizing that you need a change in your life, you have to have your friends. You have to love your friends enough to say, okay, it's time for me to go. I, I love you and I encourage you, but if you're not ready to actually make a change or you're comfortable where you are, then you have to be able to step back, have enough respect for yourself because you want something different. And if they don't love you enough to say, okay, this is your time, then they're not really true friends. Um, Jason is right, though. You shouldn't just like cold turkey leave them because you've spent a lot of time with them, but maybe minimize the amount of time you've spent with them. Um, association is a huge thing. It's part of your influence. And it, 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 yeah, like Jason says, it, it really does impact your decisions and the amount of like money you accumulate because they do influence the way that you think and act and believe. Yeah. So um, Jason, I, I, I haven't really spent much time talking about exactly what you do. So maybe we should talk about that a little bit. Um, so you're into the stock market and that, that's something that you, you do find a lot of passion in. And I know that a lot of people out there kind of uh, actually want to be in the stock market, whether they're like our age or if they're even older and they still haven't done it um, because of the great opportunities it presents and, and the amount of leisure you can actually get out of it. But they're scared to because the lack of financial literacy that is actually out there yeah. from schools or from anywhere. So where would you really recommend somebody starting to, to really go to? That's a good question. Um, first, you don't I don't want to force the stock market on anyone. That's something that fits my personality. Uh, very high energy, uh, super volatile. You can make money in just about anything you do. Absolutely. For me, the stock that's that's the stock market is the how you can. There's a lot of different hows to get there. Um, so first of all, you don't you don't have to be in the stock market, but if you know um, that intrigues you and it's something that you're passionate about and you think fits uh, your uh, personality per se, and you think you can do it. Then I think the first place to start, obviously, is is open an account, open a, a brokerage, an individual brokerage account. Uh, I recommend TD Ameritrade's Thinkorswim platform. It is commission free, and it has it's it's the best bang for your buck, especially when you're getting started. I know a lot of you probably use Robinhood is 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 buggy, uh, but I like if you really want to excel at what you're doing. I personally think TD's platform is is amazing, and so I think first of all, open an account. Uh, I started watching just watching a bunch of videos, a bunch of different YouTubers uh, when I first started. But the biggest teacher was trial and error. Now you guys don't have to learn the hard way like I did through college. You guys should do it the easy way. I do have a few videos on my YouTube channel that more are coming out and we also have a full um, zero to 100% full-time day trader course that's coming out in the first quarter of 2021. Um, so if you guys are maybe thinking, let's just passively invest until that comes out, uh, I'd, I'd for sure love to have you guys be one of my students and, and mentor with you 
one-on-one uh, -on -one personally. Uh, but I got to be honest, the biggest teacher for me was learning through actual education. I'm a very hands-on kid, even in college or even in high school. Sorry, um, the way I learned the most was hands-on. I don't know. Did you have Mr. Oliver? Yeah. Absolutely. So Mr. Oliver. Um, he, one of my favorite classes of all time was, I took honors chemistry with him, and the passion he brought to every single class, the hands-on he brought, the, the labs we did, obviously it's harder to be hands-on with math, you don't count, yeah. you don't count blocks every <laughs> single day, but just the hands-on, it really stuck with me, and, and how I could really use my hands and, and learn that way, and that's, that's the environment I learned in by actually doing it, yeah. um, so that is a class I, I really excelled in, just because of how much hands-on it was. So for you guys, uh, open an account. You can paper trade, meaning it's simulation trading, uh, where you get it's it's fake money, uh, but it's still the same. Everything's the same. And, and, and practice, understand, um, maybe start to pick up patterns. Look up some videos on some patterns. Um, but if you if any of you guys are out there and really want to learn, we do have a free Discord. Uh, if this goes, is this going? On, is it going on YouTube? My channel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the link is in the description. Next ten people are 100% free, and I'd love to have you guys join. Um, and you could ask me any questions you want about uh, further getting into the stock market, and to also know uh, each and every day what stocks I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that like a lot of people, like like you were just talking about, they there is a lot of hows on how to be able to, you know, be financially free, which I think for a lot of people and, and anybody, I don't think anyone doesn't want to be financially free, um, but really discovering that how to, you know, actually get somewhere with their life. A lot of people have these ideas, but they don't actually act upon it. So like, how important do you think actually committing to something and acting on it and being consistent with that is when you're trying to actually be successful? Oh, it's, it's, it's everything. The first step is everything. Um, and people don't realize what the, the first step is the absolute hardest step um, that's out there. Once you, once you start, it's the ball, when the ball starts rolling, it's, life's about momentum. And once you just, you need to just push, you need to start, just push the snowball and, and get it, um, and get it moving. But a lot of people, like you said, they lack the consistency. They get motivated, they watch a video, they get all excited. Um, and then maybe even two days a week later, like January 1st, New Year's resolution, they get, they should get burned out because they have yeah. no idea. They have no goal. They didn't set goals. They have no idea, um, what the future holds. None of us does. Um, but they didn't, they didn't plan for it. They didn't set up a schedule. They, they didn't keep the consistent each and every day. So, um, motivation is one thing, but what you really need to be successful is determination. That's, that's each and every single day doing what you're doing. Not necessarily because you want to do it, because you feel in your heart that you have to do it. I work, I, I don't need much sleep. I, I, I sleep about six hours on average a night, um, and I'm in here uh, not on Saturday Sunday, sometimes on Saturday if my fiancé lets me, but um, it's it's the doing the dirty work when everyone's out. Um, for example, last night my friends went, went, went snowboarding, yeah. and I really, really wanted to go because I, I've actually never been, even though I live just off Tuck Hill, and something I really wanted to do, but there was stuff on my mind I had to get done because it didn't get done throughout the day. Um, and I knew, you know, you have to be disciplined. You cannot be success, successful without discipline. And I, and I had to go, sorry guys, I know we planned this trip, um, but there's things I have to get done. And I had to come back here and, and get them done because um, I'm going to be the one that, that gets everyone to the step of financial freedom. 
And so there's going to be times where you're going to have to say no to your friends. You're going to have to not go out um, and have fun or not play video games. There's going to be times where you're going to have to do stuff that you obviously don't want to do. Um, and that's that's just the truth. If I don't know any other way to be successful except putting in 100 hours a week um, for a, a, a large sum of time. It just can't be done. Yeah. So so let's imagine that there are people out there now that have already like been on their way, they've been consistent with a lot of things, and they're seeing a lot of growth, but obviously with growth and success comes failure. Um, and I think failure is something that we all kind of are scared of and we all are kind of fearful of. Um, so how what has been your biggest failure and like how are you able to now approach failure and the fear of failure? My biggest failure... Um, Biggest fail. Well, hmm. My biggest fail, honestly, of my probably my entire life was all through high school. I did not drink or or smoke. I I was very much against it. I I was raised to be against it. I didn't see value in it. I didn't see the value in in the health aspect of it, uh, nor the party sense of it. And I was was excluded in high school because of that and um, so when I went to college I'm like I, I don't want to be excluded again I have another opportunity that people don't know me and I could put on a front and tell everyone that, that I do this stuff and I, I'm not gonna be excluded I'm not, I, I didn't I hated that in high school I didn't want that for me I mean I graduated a year early in high school just be, not just because but a lot of it being I hated I hated I didn't like high school um, and so when I went to college I fell victim to it. It was no one's fault but mine. I, I, I drank, I smoked, I smoked, and I did, I did stuff I, I definitely didn't, I shouldn't have done, um, just being a kid. So I thought, uh, just doing the college, the college thing, I'm just telling me live it up in college. And so on the weekends, I was, uh, the, the, the second quarter, I was smoking and drinking, and, and it led to a problem when I came home when I had my own apartment because I was an 18-year-old making more money than he should, um, and had a lot more freedom. I had my own place. So it quickly became a problem for me, uh, and I took that back with me. And I, instead of being the one to discourage my friends, I was encouraging us to do the stuff on the weekends. And it seeped into my relationship with, with everyone, my, my parents, my fiance, my friends. Uh, every aspect of my life I was lacking spiritually, mentally, um, and that's what depressants do to you. That's what drugs and alcohol does to you. And that was my biggest mistake I ever have made. And um, my my mom walked in. My, she surprised me with breakfast at 8 a.m. in the morning. And she saw me um, on my couch drinking Jack and Coke at 8 a.m. in the morning. And that's when she knew it was a problem. And so uh, that that was my biggest failure, I think. But um, I, I remember I remember the story super vividly. I was actually driving my fiance's, and my, my mom and dad divorced and don't talk a whole lot. But she reached out to him, and he and he called me and excuse my language, but he goes, "Where are you at?" And I I know his tone when he's when he's furious, and um, I'm like on my way to uh, Heidi's and my fiance's, and I was like five minutes from her house. He's like, "You better your ass better be in my office in 30 minutes, or I wouldn't want to be you." Keep in mind. The, from the office to her house is like 45 minutes away. So I gunned it because when my dad says, my dad, it, it goes. And so um, 
he, you know, he reamed into me and, and he yelled at me and, and it got to me. I actually had to move out of my apartment and live with my, live with my parents again. Uh, that was embarrassing, but, uh, I never was defeated. I never had an iron will, uh, to, to persevere. And at the given moment, I felt like the, um, the biggest scumbag on, on the planet, but I never let it, failure and defeat are two different things. After that, I, I welcome failure. I, I accept it. I learn from it. That's the biggest thing. Failure is the biggest teacher. And so never be feared to fail. You need to fear to not, you, sh you should be fearing. I mean, how do I want to this? Never fear to fail. You need a fear of not trying. Yeah. That's what you should fear of the fear of not trying, the fear of not ever doing anything and, and, and doing the same thing over and over again. That's what we need to be fearful of, of living a life of mediocrity, of doing what you hate for the rest of your life. That's what we need to fear. And so by learning from your mistakes, by learning from your failures, listen, everyone fails. Everyone falls flat on their face. And I can tell you a lot more failures that, um, that would, would shock you guys. But I was never defeated. Uh, I, never, I never believed in defeat. I never thought that um, I never just threw in the towel even though I really wanted to, um, I never let it define me. And, um, yeah, that's, that's now how I approach failure. Yeah. I think that's a huge lesson for a lot of people that they, they kind of have to grasp onto and really understand that failure is actually a tool to use as a lesson rather than something that hurts you. And we kind of run away from failure or any type of pain as fast as we see it. Cause we enjoy things that are comfortable, like happiness and joy but sometimes we need to be able to embrace the failure because it teaches us something. Um, so I want to talk about college. A lot of people out there that are in the younger generation may have ambitions or have goals to you know, become financially free, and they don't necessarily know what they want to do like a lot of people our age. And they kind of think that they have to go to school or college to make a lot of money. And that's what I enjoy about this type of generation is that we've actually kind of broken away from that myth and really, like, have shown that you don't need to go to a crazy good school to make a lot of money. A lot of like the top 1%, 87% of them haven't even been to college or have been and have dropped out. So what, what do you think about that? Like how necessary do you think college is? I know that you went to college for a little while and ended up. I, um, I am very, very much against college. Um, for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I, how do I how do I want to approach this? I, I was actually kicked out of a few classes for sharing my own my own opinion, and so it's it's very narrow minded and it's very niche based. Uh, the reason why the people are teaching you, if you're going to a business school and you think you're learning business, ask your teachers how much business they're involved in, because there's a reason that they're not doing business. They're teaching it. They're not doing. If they were doing business and were good at it, you think they'd be teaching it? There's a reason why. They, it's either you do it or you teach it. Yeah. And so um, that I'm very much against college for that very reason. When, when, I, when I walked into the college of a, the huge business building, you had to have a 3.5 GPA to even swipe your card to get unlocked. <laughs> it was a very prestigious building. They had a trading room. It was four stories, very modern based. When I walked in and, um, and we just opened up a high school macroeconomics book and we are just reciting exactly what we learned and – Mr. Ogliano's class, and um, for those of you that don't know, he teaches macroeconomics for the high school. So great guy, by the way, amazing guy. Um, and I, uh, I, I was just shell shocked. I'm like, this is the height of business. 
uh, this is the height of college. I, I, I tell you, I, um, I, I just I want to be careful when I approach this because I'm I'm just I'm very much against college. Right, I, I think um, college is a trap in in many areas. And if you want to be an entrepreneur and and have a a live free lifestyle, you will not get that at college at all. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna get it. you're not gonna find it. And so college is a trap. It it leaves a lot of kids in debt. Um, more so, the debt is one thing, but the time wasted is another. Imagine if you spent four years or the the well, however much time you spent getting that degree and half the amount of money that do, that piece of paper cost starting a business or what you're passionate about don't you think in four years you'd actually be doing what you love with the the business how, how, how much do you think that money would actually ten you know tenfold it would it'd be ridiculous i think a lot of kids um i just wish more kids would i wish society wouldn't force it on kids i think it's sad because I fell victim to it, and you know, ninety percent of the kids that walk across that stage fall victim to it. Um, I think I think college is a joke. If I'm being honest, yeah. I, I could go further further into detail on why, but I don't want to take up too much of your time here tonight and and kind of blast the kids that are probably going to college. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think that a lot of it is social pressure too. Um, obviously, if you want to be like a doctor or a lawyer, you you, you actually have to go to college to get a degree to become <laughs> yeah. a doctor or a yeah, lawyer. Yeah, very much. Um, so there, there is some bias, but, but Jason does raise some good points. There are, there are like a lot of things wrong with the education system um, that obviously even the education system is aware of. Um, so yeah, that is a topic that is definitely can go on for I a was, long time. I, I I was speaking on a, an a entrepreneur sense. If that's what, if you want to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, that's what you want to do. But I have a buddy; he's actually my roommate in college. Um, I went to went to high school with him, and uh, he wants he wants to be a doctor. I think that's great. I think he's he's going to do it and be very happy in life. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, he's gonna work. He's gonna work really hard to. I mean, first of all, to even get his degree, but to to, to be a doctor, to be a doctor, that's that's a long long journey I, I think he can do it but it's very very niche oriented yeah like you said doctor lawyer teacher um but but business i it's it's a joke yeah i mean at the end of the day it's all it all comes down to what makes you happy and what brings joy to your life and if you're if you're doing if you're going to school for like um something that you love and you're really passionate for then obviously jason isn't trying to like condemn you for that um, but if you're if you're trying to get out of you know some type of rat race, um, and you're trying to escape mediocrity, then knowing that not going to college isn't going to kill you, and that it is okay that people are making it, and people are being successful with that. Can I, can I speak on happiness for a minute? Absolutely, Jason. Um, I think I think the pursuit of happiness is a joke. I think it's a trap. Um, I think it's it's a lie. A lot of people tell tell themselves that they're pursuing. Um, what will make them happy? I'm I'm a uh, I I feel like I'm pretty spiritually sound. That's one thing that I make what define success to me. And there's a reason why happiness isn't um, in the Bible. There's a fruit of the spirit. There's a reason why happiness isn't one. You're like, why would happiness not be a fruit of the spirit? Um, it's you know it's the one thing that that everyone wants. Uh, joy joy is, and so. The pursuit of happiness is the reason why I think it's a joke is because every time you obtain that level of happiness, you you simultaneously you always up that level. Like for example, um, let's say what what a 
Do you like cars? What do you like? What's your? Oh, um, yeah, I I, I like cars. So I, I I love cars too, and if not cars, too, not the movie. Like I love cars as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if so, just say you know, uh, tonight as soon as we're done with this, I'm I'm gonna hand you the keys to a brand new Corvette C8, a really nice car. What what would you rate your happiness level? Oh, I'd be absolutely ecstatic. Like, like a ten, maybe yeah. even a twelve out of, out of ten. Yeah. Like you you'd be ecstatic. Now, 20 years down the road, you're multimillionaire. You you you've driven the Lamborghinis, you've driven the the exotic cars, and I hand you the exact same keys to, to that Corvette C8. How how happy if you have five in your garage? How happy are you? Not very happy at all. Not very happy. It's that's that's the thing. You the second you achieve the happiness, you always up that level. If if I'm benching 225 a a year ago when I tur- the day before I turned 18. I was ecstatic. I was, I mean, I was on my high horse. If I benched it, if I couldn't bench it today, oh, I'd be, I'd be so pissed. Like, yeah. I, like, so there, you always up the level of happiness. But if you don't enjoy, if you don't enjoy or have joy of what you're doing in the day to day living, that's what life is truly about. Is what you do in the day to day sense. That's why the pursuit of money is, is not, um, is not what success means to me. It doesn't define success for me because. Money can bring happiness, sure, but it it doesn't bring joy. It doesn't bring fulfilling relationships. It doesn't bring you know friendship. That's not a true friendship yeah. if you're just my friend for what my bank account says. You know what I mean? Exactly. I want to be a friend for for who I am. And so a lot of people that are chasing the pursuit of happiness, you're going to be severely disappointed if you don't enjoy what you're doing every single day. You wake up and are glad. I mean, I don't want to sound like a a tree hugger, but like <laughs> if if that's like if you're not. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, if you don't yeah, learn to absolutely. enjoy the little things, you will never truly be happy. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the one thing I really want. If, if the key takeaway from this whole thing is the pursuit of happiness is, is a lie. Yeah. So. No, that's good, Jason. Um, so where can the audience find you? Obviously, this is going on your YouTube. Um, but as far as my listeners go, where, where can everyone find you? So my personal Instagram is Jason underscore Byers underscore. Um, Jason Byers was taken. <laughs> so that is my personal. I do have, if you're interested in the stock and investing side of it, it is profit underscore underscore chasers. Um, and I also run a supplement side of things for, for the gym. If you guys are also interested in that, you can find both the links in my bio in the personal Instagram. Okay. And that's Jason underscore Byers underscore. Awesome. It was great talking to you, Jason, yeah, and I have lots of questions, but obviously... Well, shoot, do, do a bonus. Do, do, do. One, one All right. One, 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 so, one. Um, imagine right now you have the ability to uh, meet any person on the planet, four people, actually. Um, who would those four people be? They could be dead or alive. Dead or alive? Yeah, anyone. <laughs> wow, that, that, that is a good question. So, first, off the top of my head... Um, I would I would shake Elon Musk's hand Absolutely. just because obviously I don't know if you heard he's now the the wealthiest or the richest person in the world now yeah. and um, the success he's brought to me not just in the Tesla stock but um, in the sense of determination he he brings me a lot of motivation and I don't have a lot of um I I, I don't like have idols or, or or anything like that but that's one guy that I really I really look up to just because. Um, how I see how he doesn't—he just doesn't care what other people think, and he does what he does because he knows deep down in his heart that's what the future yeah. generation wants. The electric vehicle market—everyone shamed him for the very, from the very beginning. Now it's—it's it's one of the most booming industries in the stock market. The SpaceX—I I mean, I think that SpaceX is insane. We're—we're we're about to land a man on Mars, 
and so Elon Musk has to be has to be in there, um, and I four people dead dead or alive dead. Um, I, I'd have to think about that. I mean, I I wish I could just give you an answer right off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I don't know. I have such I have such amazing people already around me. Again, I have the the Mindset Mastery Group. Right after this, I have a meeting with my mentor, Kier Weimer, who's who's given me a lot of purpose in life. Um, my dad is one of my biggest one of my biggest mentors or, or motivators. And so I think that to pick one other person other than who I already know, um, I think Michael Jordan's a given one, just given his um, his work ethic. Absolutely. And I, I love I loved his his last dance season. Uh, you don't even have to be a basketball player to, to watch that. It's amazing, oh, motivating. Yes. Um, but I wish, I don't know about meeting people, but I wish I can go back in time, not to change the narrative, but to encourage some people. Because there was someone um, in my in my family lineage that was super bright, yeah. extremely bright. And I think I'm going to actually um, hit home with a lot of you guys. But he didn't have the resources and he didn't have the people to encourage him and to see the pot- the wasted potential i mean that is the absolute worst feeling of wasted potential yeah um and that guy he was he was a genius and everyone shot him down made him forced him in life of mediocrity he hated his life the day he died yeah and he was so much wasted potential well that was awesome jason i look forward to speaking with you again i no, think we'll it will absolutely do this again, sure. yeah it's great seeing you, man. Yeah, sure, man. And there you guys have it. Another episode out of the way and another episode to add to the repertoire of your mindset bank of knowledge. Jason does provide a lot of good quality content for this interview. And I do actually think that there was a lot of good points that he brought up that a lot of that I personally didn't really even think about. And I, I spend a lot of time around Jason weekly you know discussing plans discussing goals and really trying to figure it out so if this type of lifestyle or trying to push against mediocrity is something that you're trying to do and that's the reason that you're here on this podcast then please stick around and i'm definitely going to have jason on the show sometime in the future because there's a lot of things that we didn't cover in this podcast that i really want him to touch on in later shows later episodes and with that said and done guys i really just hope that you had a great time and i will see you all in the next episode Stay awesome.